0: Hello and welcome to this edition of the Modern Times Podcast. Today we're doing a special 2016 in review. John Guzon here and Karen Weil. Hi, Karen. Good morning and good
1: morning to
0: all of our listeners. As we said, we're going with the 2016 review. We're going to discuss, firstly, we're going to go go through the Associated Press's take. They have already released their their, uh, top 10 stories in the world 2016. Then we're going to go to some um, other U.S. highlights, um, that, or, and, and I guess one or two that are also international, um, that weren't mentioned in the AP Top 10 or even in their Honorable Mention. Um, then we're going to jump to some Arizona news items that we have for our, our local area here where Modern Times Magazine is published. And then we're going to go into some cultural deaths, unfortunately, and then talk about the biggies. Those that are gone, but not totally forgotten, and then in the end, we will reveal drumroll, please, the story of the year. Um, and exactly. I guess we might know who that is, right? Quick. That's
1: somebody who's been living under a rock for the last year and a half.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think. Or, and also, if you haven't been listening to our podcasts um, previously, uh, you might you might not be uh, uh or have some kind of clairvoyance of what we're going to talk about. But uh, it's pretty obvious to us. Um, it was pretty obvious, I think, to most of our regular listeners. Um, Karen, let's jump into AP's take right off the bat. Um, they had 10. Um, and as we were talking about right before we came, we went live here with the podcast. Um, let's give a quick rundown, and then we can talk about them. Uh, one was the U.S. election. Two was Brexit. You. Um, three was... Black men killed by police. Uh, four was the Pulse nightclub massacre. Uh, five was worldwide terror attacks. Six were attacks on police. Seven was the Democratic Party email leaks. Eight was Syria. Nine was the Supreme Court. And ten was Hillary Clinton's emails. Um, and the stories that almost made it but did not for their top ten were as Europe's migrant crisis, the death of... Cuban leader Fidel Castro and the spread of the Zika virus across Latin America and the Caribbean. Uh, yeah. we talked about to you know before that it seemed like three out of those ten were U.S. election related. Um, uh, so U.S. election, which is number one, and then um, the Democratic Party email leaks and Hillary Clinton's emails. Um, three out of the ten being kind of you know politically related, at least to the same election. Um, kind of odd. Do you think, or do you think it was such a big deal I, I, it took three?
1: This, this, this election to me showed scarily enough how how foreign countries can affect the outcome. And I, I, I mean, we have seventeen enforcement or intelligence agencies, excuse me, saying that there's little in with the goal of getting Donald Trump elected. Um. That's ominous, and that should scare both parties, and that should scare every American. Uh, you know, Donald Trump and his apologists can sit here and pretend that they had no role, but I think it's pretty obvious that country did. And um, it's frightening. It's not a good thing. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a good thing for Donald Trump in the long run, either. Uh, so, you know, props to Republicans like Lindsey Graham for speaking out and saying, this needs to be investigated. Doesn't mean that we're going to see anybody really held accountable for it. Certainly, Vladimir Putin, we can't do anything about him. But the more people are educated on this, and certainly the more Congress is aware, and the more Americans are aware, I think the better it is in the long run.
0: Yeah, you know, it just seems odd that the Associated Press, and again these these um, these top news stories were selected by their um, U.S. editors and news directors. Um, and, you know it just seems kind of strange because like we had, like you had just alluded to um, the the Russian influence on the. US election really c- encapsulates all three of those that they had um the, oh, the absolutely,
1: yeah. you know right. and then, yeah and then of course the, the first thing I'm not seeing here is WikiLeaks, so well fully so, so played and Julian Assange, who unless I'm wrong basically said he wants to see the siege of wind. He's had a grudge against Hillary Clinton for some time. Of course, it goes back to his getting into trouble earlier and the Obama administration not being willing to help. Um, so, you know, again, you pick somebody outside of the United States who's not an American and having this kind of oh, and it is not a good thing, regardless of who it's happening to. And it it'd been if it had been Hillary Clinton getting elected, I'd be saying the same thing. This is not right. This should not have happened. Somebody needs to be held accountable. So
0: there we are and a little side note on that something that I learned just you know doing the six shades of things I was you know doing I was uh you know with some family over the uh, holiday and just started you know doing some you, know, just, you know, searching stuff on my phone um amal Clooney George Clooney's wife is uh, uh, Julian Assange is uh, one of his attorneys which I didn't know I
1: just
0: um, just you know I had... six shades of separation right well what are we
1: whether anybody likes it or not, and why, you know, it, it's just hard to take Trump's, Trump's campaign seriously, even though he won, well, barely won, I should say. Sure. Uh, that uh, he's going to somehow change the entire power elite spectrum is nonsense. Uh, and, and it's certainly disappointing that someone like Amal Clooney would be working for Assange in any role. Perhaps she'll have a change of heart. but.
0: Yeah, no indictment case. of her. You know, as we all know, attorneys don't necessarily share any kind of views that they oh, of the people You're they correct. represent.
1: You're correct. Yeah, uh, to be fair to Malcolm Lee, that may be the case. She may find Assange to be uh, repulsive. We just don't know. But I, I think again, the point I was clumsily making here—they're all the one percent now. But if most of us who studied sociology or read the Power Elite right notes, Nothing's new here. You have a group of people with money and influence and uh their faults and they're affected. Some of them can be admirable and some of them are not. I I think we're seeing now that clearly some of them are not. Uh, and it's just at it, 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 the end of the day I it's up to the American public to decide how much of this they're going to tolerate.
0: Yeah, and you know, and I think, you know, another one that we agreed on, which was also a little bit political based, was um, that should be there was uh, the Brexit issue. I mean, it, uh, you. Um, you know, I, I, you know, definitely kind of foreshadowed what was going to happen, I think, here. Uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know if there's been any kind of tie. I think that there's been some discussion that there was also, um, you know, Russian hacking interference and fake news that had to have some sort of impact upon I, upon that race as well or that decision as well. Um, but no matter what, it kind of sh- also showed that polls were not necessarily as, as accurate as they thought. Um, but, you know, definitely another big, big story in
1: 2016. And, and like you uh, you have a true effect in people who, and I, I really, I hate the but people who may have been a little bit by the Democratic deaf- changes in the UK and that they felt like, the course, Fair and was no longer being heard. Uh, There's no question about the facial aspect of the role here, honestly, because people sometimes think all of Europe is this liberal bastion. No, it isn't. There are very large conservative movements, not only in the UK, but in France, in Germany, uh, the Netherlands, uh, and certainly we're seeing with Eastern Europe now, especially Poland, that the conservative movement is on the march. Um, and that's not to say all the bad, wrong, or terrible. That's not what I mean. There's clearly some elements that are not good. And uh, I, I certainly think that movement came out for for the Brexit vote. Um, and I've I, I, I said in the past we've talked about this. There's no question the EU has a lot of problems. It's overly bureaucratic. Some of the rules little bit ridiculous. It's understandable to a certain degree that people would want to you know, try to lessen that. However, I think you're seeing from circles now that a lot of Britons regret having done this. You Will know, they always believe that? I don't know. And I think, you know, you see back and forth where the UK says we're ready to get out, and then they're saying, well, not quite. Uh, and you're <laughs> seeing the youth say, hey, get lost. So I, I just think we're going to see this bizarre little slow divorce.
0: Sure. A burden
1: oh. here within the next year or so. Uh, in, in terms of, of a true Brexit. I, I just don't think it's going to happen overnight, but again, it absolutely shows that David Cameron, you know, he took a huge gamble, he lost. Um, you know, it needs Theresa treat May, the new PM, in a, in a very awkward situation. Of course, the British labor movement and its left wing movement right now, like the Democrats in this country, are in disarray and really don't have their act together yeah. to, to mount a real way to repeal this. So.
0: Sure. And, yeah, it's, you know,
1: it's,
0: it's, Yeah, just like the U.S. election, uh, the, the whole Brexit issue is not going to be one that goes away in 2017. We're going to be, you know, I don't know whether to make a top story um, in, in 2017, but it's definitely going to be in the news um, and, and, and probably one that can seem to, um, you know, continue from 2015 and, and hopefully won't um, continue into 2017. But it seems like there's. Not going to be a way around it right now. There's no uh, seeming solution on the horizon. Um, But it's the AP's number three and six stories, which are sort of interrelated as well, which is black men being killed by police and then the corresponding attacks on police. Um, uh, You know, I guess I guess I I guess the newest um, information ambush and targeted attacks on police claimed 20 lives. Um, don't have um, the exact number of black men killed by police, but I think the last time we did a story it was in excess of 40. Um, so uh, uh, another big issue um, that doesn't seem to be going away.
1: Right. Well, and again, if we, now because we have social because everybody has a phone in their cap, somehow some people think this is a new development. Well, hate to break it to them. It's not for a long time. Now again, that is not to malign all police officers, who, 99% of whom I firmly believe are good and decent women. They are doing their jobs by the book. They're out there in their communities the as they can, making a positive difference. But like with any organization, public or private, you have people who have no business being on the force. They simply don't know what they're doing, and they, they are super and happy. And we've seen it in some of these cases. And hence the tragedy of both. And then you have innocent officers who are paying with their lives because right. of it. It is a horrible vicious cycle. Um, I, I will say I've had a lot of criticism of James Comey, but he, he has tried on some level to tell, you know, both cops, look, you've got to get your act together and get these bad people out of the force battle while reminding communities who have been impacted by this. Look, not all cops are bad. Again, it's a matter of, a, you know, two-way street communication. And, uh, again, that, that's going to be an extremely slow process, I think, to really turn around. But yep. you know, my credit, I give credit to those uh, police chiefs who are trying, and certainly to with these leaders and activists who are also trying to, to bridge that gap as best they can. Yeah, and there will be, you know, there's not a happy rainbow ending to this. It, it's just not going to happen overnight
0: sure and to make sure we kind of mention some names um one day apart it was in Bat- in Baton Rouge Louisiana um police shot Alton Sterling um what? and then um in Minneapolis was Philando Castile and then um the five police officers in Dallas um yeah. later in the year um um because of those attacks, they were basically related, supposedly, to the Alton Sterling, Philando Castile attacks, and then um, another man killed three officers in Baton Rouge. Um, in Iowa, two policemen fatally shot in ambush-style attacks while sitting in their patrol cars. So, um, right. just to put yeah, some names and dates it's on these,
1: excusable, I'm certainly excusable for uh, an officer to be and kill someone who really was not doing anything wrong. I mean, it's just- Exist, obviously for those who would take it out on to nothing to do with this it is just disgraceful another thing i want to mention is in a recent speech that cops have to reply. Not refund not refund or minority communities you know it's a bad person you know and you've got you've got to just remember that and get out there in these communities and start talking with the people who live in them and and find out that lots of cops. Nothing except for different decent
0: people who just are doing the best they can every day of their life. Yeah, you know, uh one of the things I was discussing with someone the other day and, you know, the one of my first beats when I was in college, I was a, I was on the police beat and I, you know, learned at at a you know, nineteen years old or twenty years old, whatever I was at the time, about how, you know, there are We have beats still in newsrooms, but they don't have beats that they walk anymore in in police departments. And, you know, I kind of wondered whether that whole idea to community-based policing was a good thing because it it really kind of, you know, I know that part of it was to kind of stem corruption, um, to kind of, you know, also be able to handle um, um, a lot more population and not have to put officers in each area. But, um, you know, what it does long term, because there's no real connection between... Officers in neighborhoods and people know people in neighborhoods. Um, anyway, that's, that's just my two cents on is the close whole thing.
1: at some point that it just led to, unfortunately, this myth behind both um, So I, I say, as some as it works, be they people from the Black, et cetera, or other people, no matter what group they come from, and officers uh, themselves and the peers of these forces these two are working to try to bridge the gap and maybe slip down the violence but stop it good for them because clearly there needs to be something done how it's working out just for this okay.
0: the other two things that made APs and let's kind of wrap this up a little bit um, we're kind of you know uh, on this one a little bit too long I think but uh the Pulse nightclub massacre and uh, other worldwide terror attacks I mean I, you know for the US um, um, what happened in the Pulse nightclub I think was you know the, you know, obviously the biggest 49 people killed by gunman Omar Mateen um, you know he pledged his allegiance to the Islamic State but then there was um uh, attacks in Brussels in Istanbul um, in Nice France um and in Iraq, um, in Pakistan. Um, so, you know, most of these, you know, uh, we, you know, we have, you know, AP had a few election things and then the rest of them are, are people being murdered. Um, you know, you know, we had, we talked offline because obviously we kind of talk, um, besides just being on this podcast, um, you know, about how, you know, the kind of correlations between 1968 and, and, you know, 2016 and, um, haven't seen a you know a top stories and so much um, you know varied bloodshed it seems uh, to me. Um, but uh, you know again um, we don't want to downplay some of these other attacks just by you know kind of relating it that way. But no, a no, lot going on. The
1: where it happens, unfortunately, both of us in the quote unquote first world tend to be numb to in the Middle East or so countries like Pakistan, which has had a very turbulent. History. And, and people tend to react to a place like Paris or Berlin or Brussels. But no matter where it's happening, when in instance, people are being killed, it comes my duh, obviously moment, is a terrible, terrible thing. And again, because there aren't easy solutions given the entire, well, recent history, I should say, not the entire history of the beliefs, which we discussed before. Again, there will be no easy solutions to this. There, there are numerous ways on which it can be helped, um, but it's it's just it's important that people just not become numb to it, no matter where it's going on.
0: Right. Well, maybe we won't. Um, stories I that I will
1: not. I'm sure you won't. I know mean, a lot. Of, a lot of people aren't. It's just again, there's no easy fix for this.
0: Uh, you know, I mean, we as a general, um, you know, word for 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 us, uh, us Americans, us, uh, uh, you know earthlings i guess however you want to put it uh how you know however non-crazy it makes me seem to expand that anyway um uh, again the stories that did not make their top 10 besides what we talked about was uh europe's migrant crisis which i don't think should be downplayed um a lot of people also died in the waters there and then uh, uh, a lot of people living in camps and other things going on in paris and um germany um uh, uh, you know the death of Castro. We're going to get into some, um, you know, the, the the you know the folks that passed in 2016, um, and you know the spread of Zika. Um, you know I think, you know we both can agree on that one. That was a real big story early in the year, and you know you know it was you know and potentially it slip, because
1: there were concerns about whether it might have some effects there, along with all the other problems that uh, Rio was having. Uh, so, um, and then there are sort of socio political concerns with that as well because you in many in some of these Latin American countries, pregnant women not only dealt not well it's already pregnant doesn't matter, but you know, in terms of access to contra- to contraception or and I realize this is very controversial, but to the men who find out, you know, if they're pregnant and they don't wish to carry that pregnancy, abortion is, is impossible to get or very hard. Um so it it impacts a lot of different areas. Um In terms of of, of moral values, in terms of economics, in terms of politics, and, and, you know, the U.S. response. A lot of things were at play uh, in terms of the Zika virus spreading.
0: Yeah, it was a big story. I think it was a, you know, one of those things was going, it was a political football, and it ended up kind of fizzling out. So I guess uh, great news that it it wasn't a top story. Uh, If it was, that probably means even more people. Uh, got sick or more babies were born with that microencephaly. Um, so, uh, a good thing that it didn't make it, I think. Um, you know, maybe we'll have, you know, I think in our, some other US highlights not mentioned, at least in the AP, some stuff that we kind of talked about, um, you know, some things that I think could possibly have a little bit of a, uh, a little, uh, uh, sunlight to them and, 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 and maybe not. Um, uh, what what I had listed here um, and kind of brought to our discussion, and I think maybe you might have one or two extra that you want to share or definitely have some opinions here. But um, the other um, that wasn't on the AP is the Iran nuclear deal, uh, this Scalia death. Um, and then our bright light, I think maybe is uh, Hamilton and Lin-Manuel Miranda and what happened there. I think that was kind of yeah. a bright spot in, in what people paid attention to. Um, Then there was the scandal, I think, of uh, the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists and all that. Uh, You know, the Panamanian corporate uh, Mossack Fonseca. Um, They found out that there was all this offshore money by uh, uh, heads of state and corporate leaders. Um, Again, we just mentioned the Summer Olympics um, and the Dakota Access Pipeline. I think, you know, there's a little bit of uh, hope in there. Um, Which one of those do you want to kind of jump on first, Karen?
1: really to me the biggest story is out of those and they were all very important but was the Dakota access pipeline because that was an example of when the people themselves don't want this that they can change that they this pipeline doesn't have to go through now given the Trump's coming into office that you obviously have a lot of people who are very pro pipeline that that can change but I, I think frankly the uh, the company who wanted the pipeline and the governor of South Dakota, they seriously underestimated the public opposition to this. They didn't take it seriously. In a way, it's supposed to reverse solve both the Brexit and the Trump win, as soon as it might have been, that people underestimated the the opposition or those in another camp, and they, 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 they made a critical mistake. So, uh, because you saw the thousands show up, saw celebrities get involved, and I, 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 I don't believe, oh, just because a celebrity is involved, that it suddenly it's more important than it already was. But clearly it gets more attention when you have somebody like Shailene Woodley or other well-known celebrities coming out there and saying, if this is wrong, it should stop. And then you even had veterans, American veterans coming out there to protect the protesters. So this really was, A a tremendous example of people power
0: making a difference. Yeah, you know, I saw a a real interesting story about that, too, where, um, you know, you mentioned the veterans going, and there were some uh, veterans that were part of the 7th Cavalry, and um, the modern 7th Cavalry, because they haven't gotten rid of the Army unit. Did you see that story? I did and um and and you know and some of the natives um said something like hey you know it was that army unit that that you know wiped out the um um you know eventually uh, the, you know that was killed but then that came back and then wiped out and, and and did what they did with the, you know wounded knee and some other things um and so that they right. apologized um and, and for that and the trail of tears and some other things um which i thought was um I don't know, unexpected, I think, you know, I mean, here you are fighting over other things and then there's people, um, you know, really coming together, you know, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many, how many fresh wounds there could be. I mean, it was a long time ago, but I think, you know, culturally they still kind of exist and, you know, it was kind of, a it was very interesting thing. Um, you know, the other part about Dakota Access, you know, it kind of seemed, I know that they halted things, but, you know, from us, from those of us that live here in these, in these warm climates, um... Sometimes it's kind of forgotten um you know building underground or kind of digging in the dirt in places like north Dakota um in in December and January isn't very feasible anyway, so that the whole delay <laughs> thing it just kind of you know whether it was just kind of saying, oh, we're doing something, and uh you know we'll see what happens um you know it's another one that you hope that um people care in you know when once everything thaws out um it's, it hasn't gone away by any means. It's just been kind of put on hold and I just don't think they, they wanted to oh, deal with that over that's the right.
1: winter. So I just has made that the secret must even investor in it um, that, that they're going to, to try and make this happen. So what you're seeing though that activist groups suppose they're, they're on alert. They know that that's, that's, that's a reality. and so you're, I, I don't this isn't going to happen without a big fight. It 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 happen, but I think obviously we're seeing a renewed uh, Native American political movement and a renewed environmental movement in that sense. So look
0: for this to go on. Oh, most definitely. It's not going to be one that goes away. It's another one that's going to come back. And I think that's kind of, you know, almost a hallmark of of what makes a top story. Um, You know, it's not just, you know, I mean, sometimes it can be, um, you know, a big event that's not going to kind of duplicate it, like the Pulse nightclub shooting. Um, you know, just because right. you have 49 people being killed at once, um, you know, it really is a horrible event. So it's something that you don't want to ever forget. Um, but at the same time, you know, y- y- you hope that nothing like that happens at that same spot or with anybody related to that situation. Um, the Iran nuclear deal, I thought, had a big Impact in a lot of different areas. Um, You know, we know that it was a multifaceted deal. It um, kind of stopped any kind of weapons um, development from their nuclear plants. It also resolved, um, as we know, with all the you know plane loads of cash comments that happened politically. Um, But you know that's where it kind of traipsed over from a a uh, diplomatic um agreement to a political bomb um where um you know again the background on that is that they had paid uh, Iran the country had paid for um some military supplies mainly planes from the United States and they were never delivered because of of the change in government there in the 1970s um so that deal was made uh, it's kind of a one big deal all in one and then it it in like we mentioned already it, it did go into politics. It was a big weapon used, wielded by Trump, um, and Clinton had to defend it, although she wasn't there when it was finalized.
1: There's no, it? I mean, it, it, it seemed like they were blaming every single thing that had happened in sort of which denies that it's the to say Clinton made some major missteps. But I mean, I was just simply stupid. to tie her in with that. And I, I don't really think that hurt her in that respect at all. That wasn't why she lost. Um, so, but, but I just uh, look, the Iranian regime, which is careful I'll be the first to say, will always be an easy punching bag for for Republicans, for some Democrats, and and for Trump. Um, but I, I think the attempt by Trump, he claims he's going to rip it up. That's that's going to be much harder than he would imagine. Uh, without really doing it, first of all, speak that. You know, without. Making things with Iran even worse, and without also infuriating our know, European allies who will work very hard along with the U.S. to get this done. Um, it, it's, it's just about kind of procedure right now to keep Iran in check. And been the hard in this country on Iran, some of them have said it would be foolish to tear it up.
0: Well, you never know what's going to happen. Um, it's been well, un- not- unconventional. Not- this has been a hallmark.
1: I just think I think Trump's obviously going to try and do that because he knows that for, for some in this country, that's catnip. But sure. I, I just think wanted to find out it's not that easy, and the international pullback may not be worth it.
0: And, you know, let's jump to, I mean, the last little bit, I want to get in here, the Summer Olympics, I, I really kind of think it did capture a lot of people's attention at the time. Um you, you know great? I think people also looking a little bit for an escape come in august um you know, yeah. and then there was there was a, you know all the controversies because of rio um you know an emerging um economy there, but you know the, all the stories that have come out afterwards about you know bankruptcy uh, venues that are already falling apart whether whether the olympics actually you know pay to be in in countries that that really aren't gonna can't really absorb it with their g d p or in other ways. Um but then there was other some you know some other big sports stories uh you know the Cleveland Cavaliers won the NBA championship uh the Chicago Cubs for the first time in uh, uh, hundred and eight years right they win the world Series um you know right. there's you know a lot of big stories you know and I, I i know I just threw the Cavaliers and the Cubs at you, but uh <laughs> american sports
1: sports and it it, it it's something for. Really um, it, you know, the, Chicago was the ultimate underdog, and it came back to one of the biggest title threads for, for baseball, and so, and I was rooting for the Cubs, uh, <laughs> you know, so it was, it was just one of those feel-good stories, um, and you know, we heading to the new baseball season next year, who knows who will prevail in the fall, <laughs> we never know.
0: Yeah, well we know that the Cubs and the Dodgers um, you know, they you know, it used to be the old uh, Dodgers saying to say wait until next year and uh you know, the and then the Cubs kind of adopted it. But uh you right. know now I guess it's time for, you know, crappy teams like the Arizona Diamondbacks or hometown Diamondbacks here oh, or the or the Seattle Mariners. Maybe they have to start saying it. Maybe that'll be the the uh <laughs> liniment for their losing. Um who knows? Um you know, but uh, you know Obviously, the election dominated. I think you know here, and we're kind of kind of get to that later. Let's kind of move on and jump into some Arizona news items, and just kind of want to you know just kind of blow through these. I think you know there's a lot of them that that are you know whether they appeal to the massive audience or, or not, we don't know. Um, but there was that presidential preference election in March, which was right. kind of a big deal. Um, it kind of sparked a lot of people's outrage. I think it was a sign of things to come, at least that there was some sort of, uh, you know, you know political outrage. And who knows what that did um, to some of the primary voters when it came to the general election, whether they voted or not. Um, then uh, the the second one we had uh, ranked there was Jerry Williams becoming the new Phoenix police chief, um, the first mm-hmm. woman. Um, she's also an African-American woman, which is, uh, you know, kind of a big deal. I mean, her son plays on what? the Phoenix Suns, though, you know, so it's, uh, you know, kind of, you know, it's this... Uh, I think a public relations, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, sent from heaven, I think, for her. Um, uh, I think it really works here. It's worked very well already. I mean, hopefully it's working the same way within the department, um, which, you know, obviously the, the, you know, the thin blue line is still there. We don't really know that yet. Um, There's a lot of answers that still haven't come out of the city of Phoenix. Excuse me. Um. Um, you know, there's there's still some outstanding cases, I think, that are looking to be solved here come in 2017. We'll see what happens with that. Um, they had Prop 123 finally got some money for the uh, schools here, which had been a, a real issue since the downturn, and uh, the state legislature balanced the budget based on schools' backs, um, but then were constitutionally um, required to fund them, um, and they ended up, instead of um, uh, not, uh, you know, rescinding some tax breaks to corporations, especially they just decided to change the state land trust. Um, the most recent, I think, you know, big scandal at the Department of Economic Security, um, you know, the director, you know, buying guns, creating his own police force, buying liquor for people, trying to get people fired, um, especially minorities, women and and, and older people. Um, you know, that's kind of a, it was kind of a big deal, I think, but most people didn't see it or can't, you know, don't have enough time to pay attention or don't want to, you know, take uh, Governor Doug Ducey to task for that one. Um, um, Joe Arpaio lost the election for the so for the first time in in more than twenty years. We're going to have a new sheriff, um, and uh, Prop Two Hundred Six passed, I think, here in November, which is kind of a big story. So our minimum wage has gone up from eight fifty to ten, yeah. um, pretty much immediately here and the next month or so. And then to $12 um, in the next four years. Um, uh, yeah, any no, one of those kind of stick deal. out to you?
1: It really is. I, I think to be I've been for, for several years, I certainly don't claim to be an expert. I, I think I feel very much a risk. We saw that with how it went Tom McCain getting reelected, even though he's not generally very popular, even though it's in the Republican circles in the state. But he was still popular enough to, to get another term.
0: Yeah, he gets a lot of Democratic votes in his own home state, which is, you know, one of those uh, doesn't happen no. very often. Very,
1: that's correct. I, but I think it, what he checked was that you're having this dynamic going on in Arizona, and I think other Western states, where you still have uh, the voting populace seems to go Republican, and yet it will endorse things like a minimum wage law, like marijuana legalization.
0: Yeah, just well, barely, use- b- barely missed in Arizona though the uh, legalization oh,
1: thing. I'm sorry, I take. I'm sorry, bad call on my. No, wife. that's that's it. Nevada
0: in <laughs> California. You know, I
1: No mean, bad. <laughs> uh, sorry, folks. Minimum <laughs> <but, laughs> wage law. My apologies. Oh, no, I'm not smoking. It. Um, still, that was a particularly progressive thing to happen. Um, so I think with your state, what I can say, and I, I don't think I look too foolish.
0: You know, Karen, I still kind of see it as our state. You know, I mean, I met you at an Arizona newspaper. So I know that you've got some, you know,
1: good. I'm a U of A grad, so I got some street creds, But I think this progression that is happening in Arizona, is the translation necessarily Democrats, leading a lot of speech there? Not right now. And I'm not sure if it's going to be the case. But there's the movement, and it's growing. Where it goes is up to the people running it and in terms of, of the public involved in it. And, you know, you never know with any movement where it goes. We'll just have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, definitely. But it's, you know, it's uh, some of these things are, 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 are you know, are definitely a... a uh, some progress being made. I, I, I do oh, think probably. that, you know, the schools were were, were was a re- becoming a real issue here. And from, you know, being a parent here and knowing other parents and knowing what's going on in our schools, you know, we lost a lot of good teachers because they weren't getting any more raises or, you know, they were able to move to another state. And make a lot more doing the same thing and um, and working in better facilities. Just because the state had decided to not fund, I know that it impacted some corporate relocations um, to our state, too. So it's, you know, that was a real big thing. You know, whether whether doing it on the back of the State Land Trust Office was a good idea, I'm not so sure. But that's, you know, that's for, you know, other people to decide, I think, moving, you know, down in, you know, as we go forward. But, you know, something needed to be done.
1: It looked like, frankly, people who to the state. This looked like easy, just an easier fund from which to take that wouldn't cause a lot of political blowback. That's what I took out of it. Um, it, it to me, it is a situation. Yes, there's more money for schools. So that's good, but. How much will this talk in the state land drop? There, that's
0: the unanswered question right now. Yeah, and, and, and also I think, you know, the biggest thing is who it's going to benefit. And I think that that was part of the reason why some of the, you know, we always talk about, you know, the founders and the framers of the Constitution, you know, a lot of patriots out there. Um, but there's also these state constitutions. And one of the reasons why that was done here in Arizona and some of those founders did it was to kind of restrict um, – you know, who could get these large plots of land? Because what basically happens is the state owns all the area around most of these cities now. And so when there's any kind of expansion, it's usually state le- uh, land trust um, uh, parcels that go up and these big developers come in. Um, and so it's a little, you know, you down the line we'll have to see what kind of land grabs are made and are able to be, um, uh, you know, coordinated by this. That's why it's a little bit risky to me. You know, but again, you know, one man's voice, and you know, it has to go out, and you know, progress is progress. You know, we do have limits. You know, one of the one of the hard things I think, you know, looking long term with that too was, you know, we're going to have a water issue here in Arizona moving forward. We can't continue to grow in the same ways that we always did. We've, you know, you know, we did make one of our stories, but you know, declining Colorado River water, you know, could definitely have been there. Um, and if you're basing your, 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 your school funding on, on, on selling state land trust, um, um, parcels that you don't have, you're not going to be able to build on anymore because you just can't afford to water all those people. You know, what kind of, you know, what that does long term besides the potential, um, insider kind of, you know, situations that you would have or, or, or making the rich even richer by selling them even larger tracts of land. Um, it's going to be an issue, I think, you know, moving forward. You're going to have to find other ways to fund schools in 50 to 100 years because um, we're going to have to grow up, uh, and I mean vertically here, um, if we're going to try to do it, and then, you know, go to really uh, extreme water conservation method, uh, measures or even doing like what Las Vegas does and recycles basically 100% of the water. Um, right. I've seen that, that, that that's some
1: good wake-up calls. On water usage over the years, Um, and, uh, well, nobody would say that uh, the state is doing as good a job, or should I say Southern Nevada, because it's not so much an issue in Northern Nevada or the more rural areas, but I think Southern Nevada has made some good strides in water conservation, and Vegas growth, especially post-recession, has leveled off somewhat, but like Arizona, it's growing, and and so, you know, that's going to have to look at different measures to, to deal with both growth and water conservation, plus, uh, you know, trying to find where, where water resources, and there's only so much like me can be bumped, uh, you know, levels there have dropped 20 feet and more, which could even affect, in the future, if it continues, power Hoover Dam, which impacts Arizona, I might add, and California. So, I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how Arizona tackles this.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I think it's very important to also remember where the Central Arizona Project, which is where most of Arizona gets its water from, taps in. It's right around that same area. And, um, you know, Lake Mead goes down. they still got to meet the allocation for California and Arizona. So um, they have to let a lot of that water bypass and then go into these other two states. So um, that's going to be an interesting issue moving forward. Anyway, let's move out of Arizona and go into the lovely uplifting topic of those who we've lost in 2016, unfortunately. Um, A lot of good do, should we uh, go down the list here? Do you want me to kind of run down our list of kind of the biggest names?
1: I, I think you should do that. Okay. okay.
0: Let's try this one. Let's see if I can get them all in there and get them all right. Let's see. Carrie Fisher, David Bowie, George Michael, Nancy Reagan, uh, Fidel Castro, Muhammad Ali, uh, we are sort of talked already about Justice Antonin Scalia, Harper Lee, Arnold Palmer, Eli Wiesel, is I saying that right, I hope, Shimon Perez, uh, John Glenn, um, Prince, Rogers Nelson, or just Prince, uh, Leonard Cohen, uh, George Martin from the Beatles producer, uh, Glenn Frey, uh, from the Eagles, Merle Haggard. Now we're trying to get, you know, we're starting to get a little more Haggard. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, Paul Kantner, Keith Emerson, Greg Lake from Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Those two guys, Maurice White and Janet Reno. There are big names um, that we see. And Karen, a lot of these people that we know. Um, I mean, Carrie Fisher, David Bowie, George Michael, uh, Nancy Reagan. That's that's the uh, the seventies and eighties for us.
1: I would say, and I think the celebrity death was the most significant, um, with all due respect to all the others. But obviously, Bowie had been uh, an icon, a pop cultural figure, a a very important rock musician for really more than 40 years. Uh, His influence cannot be understated. Uh, And I would put Prince close to that, both in terms of who he influenced and also. Based upon gender and sexuality issues that had never really been, you know, had been handled in that way by a musician. So, uh, Big Loss was just, I I was just astonished when I learned that in January that he died. And obviously, look, he was not that young anymore. Of course, the public didn't know he was fighting cancer. uh, But, you know, that one just really was an earthquake. and, of course, Prince was younger and, again, nobody knew publicly what he was going through in terms of a, a struggle with painkillers, uh, so that was just a shock. You know, these losses are shocking, enough you know, because of their age and, and nobody saw it coming, there'd be no public announcement of any illness. Um, Carrie Fisher, of course, has been far more public, but, you know, she was only 60. Uh, that's not to say people at 60 don't die of heart attacks every day, sadly, they do. Um, my mother died of a heart attack when she was 62. Um, uh, but still, this is somebody, again, huge iconic figure. and from Star Wars, a little girl watching her in these movies. It was very inspirational to me. Um, so that, that one hit hard. George Michael, huge pop star. Pretty important in his day. The biggest thing for several, for some years in the 80s. Only 53. Uh, two damn young. <laughs> so, uh, some of these losses I think were, ha- Merle Haggard, had Fry, Leonard Cohen, all very, very important, no question. Paul Katz, for once. They were a little older on the spectrum. Uh, it was Maurice White, Greg Lake, Keith Emerson, you know, Greg Lake, Keith Emerson, massively important in the progressive rock world. Uh, George Martin, probably the most famous record producer of all time. Of course, synonymous with the Beatles. And yeah, and did so him. much more, too.
0: I mean, yeah, he was a, you know... A large icon, um for what he Huge. did. I mean I mean the band America too. I mean a lot of people forget that he, he produced most of their albums.
1: Yeah. I mean you know, so just an immensely important figure in music and in culture, as was another poet. Interestingly enough, quick side story. I once went to the room from a woman who was the in for his song Suzanne. Um so she knew quite a bit about him. Huh. Uh And obviously he was much more of an alternative figure, but he was huge in that world. So his loss, And then we lost people like Lauren Peterson, who was a big star on Broadway. She'd been in a lot of important productions um, and kind of reinvented herself after the Brady Bunch. And, And given the 70s nostalgia that was springing up in the 90s, you know, her stock rose quite a bit. So she's an important touchstone for a lot of people. Yeah, and, and and
0: you know she also made me think that I maybe I should buy Wesson oil if uh, if you're. <laughs> I'm sorry, but before we get into uh, the before we get into the B listers, let's talk about a few more of these A listers, though. Um, you know Muhammad Ali. I mean the guy that you know transcended sport. Um, you yeah, know also was absolutely. a you know you know a part-time a, a a part-time resident of Arizona here um uh spent a lot to uh you know uh, for the Barrow Neurological Barrow Neurological Center here um did a lot of good things in in Arizona but everywhere um you know world icon um you know Arnold Palmer um you know uh you know, some of these names are just so iconic uh, John Glenn you know um you know, and 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 you kind of wonder. I mean, there's no more. You know, sports stars aren't political anymore. You know, so you wonder if there can be another Ali at all, because no one usually I kind of. You know, I mean, I mean I you know, really once don't. you have people being, I, I, I mean,
1: one of a kind. Yeah, I mean, they're I, like I, the. Difficult, the, the most consequential, and uh, again, I hate these things. All of these, all of that in their own way. So the news coverage, there's. And I believe
0: loss was big. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, again, it maybe, hopefully, it teaches some people don't get punched in the face too much. Um, although, you know, some people do say, who knows, you know, he might have been there anyway. Um, but, um, you know, probably was hastened and um, accelerated by the, his repeated blows to the head. Um, but as we know, Michael J. Fox. Um, didn't have repeated blows to the head, and he still um, was struck rather young. So, you know, it might have just no. been one of those things, but
1: uh, have, a big loss. Know you, think you know, you don't it, They can hit anyone. And when it's somebody at the public, obviously it brings more attention to that and perhaps, you know, structure, support for cure or better treatment. So I suppose the positive that comes from it, it's, but again, it helps.
0: You know, garner attention, and and we have better maybe next year. You know, it's you know, uh, you know e- Janet Reno, I think, is a big name too, and even Glenn Frey. Um, you know, I know we've mentioned these names, and you know, we kind of ran through them. But you know, Glenn Frey, you know, wrote some of the greatest rock songs ever, I think. And Janet Reno, first um, first woman to be Attorney General, and um and really had a high profile, did some big things, I think. You know, back in the Clinton administration.
1: She was a very speaker, um, and if we know mean, really, she also appointed a special eventually got mm-hmm. filled down, so, uh, which she had no time. So, still a very controversial figure, uh, given what happened in Waco in 1930s, but a trailblazer in the legal world and for U.S. politics.
0: You know, and I hate to say now let's try to go to the B list, I guess, you know, especially putting them down right when they pass. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, you, <laughs> you already mentioned Florence Henderson. We also had Leon Russell. Um, you know, Ralph Branca, he was a pitcher for the Dodgers. He, you know, gave the shot heard around the world. Scotty Moore, Elvis' oh, yeah. first guitarist. Um, who else do we have there? uh Zsa Gabor and Alan Thick. Um, very recently. Edward Albee for those um, um writers in the in in the house um um very famous American playwright oh, very famous um one of those, I have a of the
1: great playwrights of all time.
0: Oh oh yeah most definitely. Uh, you know anybody who who's who studies that kind of thing I think knows um the name. Um uh, John Polito I wanted to put on there because I think he's kind of iconic to people who watch television or even Miller's Crossing or uh, any others? He was the, you know, the kind of the go-to bad guy, but he also could play the very nice guy. Um, but you know, one of those, uh, one of those faces. I think that you know, uh, people would recognize his face, might not recognize the name. Uh, Kenny Baker, better known actor. Uh, Kenny Baker, R two D two, right? Um, uh, he passed. R2-D2. Yeah,
1: you know, that's a loss connected
0: to Star Wars. The uh, guy who
1: played one of. The- of all the very hard to speak to, and, and he made him. He made speak to come alive.
0: Uh, so, uh, Ray Romano's mom, uh, Doris Roberts, again another big um, character actress. Um,
1: Huge, big heart for sure. Pat Duke and and her be picture. She was very old. that was something and and you to come smoothly. She also. Officer, veteran, you know,
0: so, really good one, yeah, The Miracle Worker, yes. I think, was a big movie um, for its time. It's kind of made her, and I think she kind of disappeared a little bit from the American consciousness, I think. Um,
1: well, she did. But, but she was still, she was at a movie. It was funny movies. That's really, it was like a great a mix of that, I know? And I should also, but who was a huge uh, and I I'm very his staff? Past-
0: uh, so Gary Shanley. Um-
1: oh, uh, uh, this was such an important American comedian. Everybody loved, you know, Gary Shanley's show. And and he another another group uh, they're just did just this year stopped in terms of of whom we lost and and even though he wasn't an actor, but, of course, Rob Ford, who was a very controversial mayor of Toronto. Yeah, talk about Um,
0: somebody dying young. There you go, Rob Ford. I mean...
1: He was just in his mid-40s, died his cancer. Now, obviously, his tenure in Toronto was not the most successful one. He became a punching bag. Uh, There was obviously a huge outcry for him to resign uh, when the scandals broke about him. Um, But, yeah, you know, just his... There's no question that it, a lot of, of certain aspects of his life, I should say, not all of it, were a tragedy. Uh, and, and people joked, of course, that it made Canada interesting. Now, of course, I think Canada is a very interesting country. <laughs> Rob Ford but, made
0: Canada interesting. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I guess so, smoke and uh, crack in, in, in City Hall does that to a, to a city, town, country.
1: So, but, you know, the <laughs> guy died too young. You know, who knows what well, he might have been able to restore his image and gone on to do good things in Canadian politics
0: yeah uh, so I, I mean, we
1: you know, we'll never know
0: now, yeah, uh you know, maybe he could have been you know the Marion Barry of Toronto, wait a second
1: mm-hmm. that that uh, very, healthy, um right.
0: you know, but it kind of brings up the elephant in the room, you know, I think you know we had talked about it a little bit about some of these early deaths, um, and we could talk about um you know everywhere from I think you know Glenn Fry and Carrie Fisher and George Michael and Rob Ford, they all had one thing in common, didn't they. <laughs> They like yeah. to do their their substances, which you know. I'm you know. I think it's the American that's, way, that's personally. But uh, you know, I mean, if people want to go that route, it's up to them. You know, they want to. You have the right in this country to be an alcoholic or a drug addict if you really want to be. Um, there's no real way to stop you. But at the same time, does it show you? You know, is it the best kind of public service announcement? Um, especially for kind of you know stopping before you get too old.
1: That's that's. That's um, hard, and that's the truth, and, you know, they 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 did a lot in their lives. They contributed a lot, and, you know, just we
0: all have to remember that. Okay, another guy, maybe he lived pretty clean. Um, he lived, He was born in 1925, so you figure he was a what? Uh, Ninety-89 uh, or 91, George Kennedy? Um, right, yeah you know the guy who was in one of the first movies I one of the first classic movies I ever found myself enjoying cool hand luke um you know oh, yeah. and then you see him you know he kind of became a parody on himself and all those naked gun movies when he became older but <laughs> he was a he was the character actor of the 60s um, oh yeah you know in in you know played all kinds of roles from scientist to you know uh, uh you know uh, a guy in a chain gang and really pulled it off decently um uh, you know, did a lot of different things in the sixties, great character actor. Um oh, absolutely. And then Alan Rickman, um, another, you know, great character actor, had a few starring roles, you know, did his right. thing, but, you know, known for, you know, a couple love stories and, and of course from the you know, the the uh, stereotypical nineteen eighties movie Die Hard. Um, you know, he was the bad guy, um, you know, and and supposedly a real sweetheart in real life, not the not the uh the uh, terrorist, would-be terrorist in Die Hard, but...
1: Um, Tom no, he was a phenomenal actor, and of course, his voice, I think he'll be remembered for that incredible voice of his. Uh, I was a big fan. I was very, very sad to of his passing. He was terrific.
0: Um, and, and, you know, the last one I think we want to talk about is one that, uh, another one of the ones that you... Um, put forth and that was Watership Down author Richard Adams yes talk That's about him it's a, and a great it,
1: novel and it has something we if people know what it's about there are some struggling about today's political culture read that novel or if you watch the cartoon uh, version of it, there, it it's a less much novel and it, it still has since today so Adams wrote some great works
0: so, unfortunately, maybe unless they find something in a box somewhere, that's uh, that might be the last thing from him.
1: Right, right.
0: You know, who knows what's hanging around. Us writers always have something unfinished somewhere. Um,
1: yes. You know, he, he wasn't the most prolific writer, per se, although he did, you know, his first book was Water Down, probably most famous. But he had, he had books like uh, Tales from Water Down, which is the follow-up traveler. Uh, the girl in a swing, I mean, just, he, he, he
0: wrote block. And, and again, he goes down as one of the, the better writers in, in history. Dun, 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 nearing the end of this podcast. We have to go to what is the specific story of the year? And we had agreed, um, you know, we kind of stay away. We just think it's directly Donald Trump. Just, just, just Donald uh, Trump.
1: Prepare- he made that's why time things are the first of the year. I know very controversial choice. Obvious one, although you know, by looking at him on the cover of magazine, you can tell it's flattering. Um, like yeah. not, he is a, 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 I think he goes to office with a very low approval rates, with really no mandate and with a lot of Americans who just don't like or trust him. Uh with all the his supporters, um, uh, you know, we'll see what he does when he gets into office. Uh, I, I just, I, I, I will say this, I do not think he deserves the hope. I don't think he's equipped for it. I don't think he has the temperament. I, he's not a good person. But like it or not, he's going to be the president. Um, and uh, here we are.
0: Yeah, you, you know, I think you, know, you mentioned what Time did with the person of the year. And I think there's a little bit of a difference because that honor, I think, seems to be an honor. Um, whereas a story of the year doesn't necessarily have to be that way. And I don't know whether time actually takes it that way or not. I think that, that they kind yeah. of see it as person of the year, and we could be saying you're person of the year because you were horrible or you're person of the year because we're saying that um, you did something grand. Um, but I think, people, I think people generally perceive it as a positive thing, although no, I don't
1: Time is and I nice to interrupt you, I tried but once the Ayatollah Romani, who also would agree was a horrible human being, as it, as they did named Hitler, one of the most horrible human beings of all of you know human history. All right. So again, it's the person who simply makes the most impact. And even if Bill if Hillary Clinton had won, they probably would have made her person of the year. But I I think it's fair to say that she did not have the impact that Trump did. no one
0: did yeah trump uh, trump Trump wins story of, of the year for us, you know and and you know, and like we were saying about person of the year, i don't I think that a lot of casual non readers or just people who read or hear the story like we're saying it, um, you know what oh, time made Trump the person of the year. they read the headline on Facebook, but it's not necessarily that case where they're saying he should be lauded for being that. Um, and, and you know, but I think it's a little clearer when we talk about a story of the year because it doesn't necessarily have to make it out to be. You know, I, I think there's just that disconnect in perception. But well, again, I, I think I Trump agree. is story of the year, whether he wins or loses. Right. Um, so it makes perfect sense. Came from,
1: you know, from behind when no one gave him a chance. Um but what I told you, I had to cover his rally uh in May and I began to believe then I thought this guy could win. Uh yeah. <laughs> so I'm and I'm not surprised that I mean obviously it's the story of the year.
0: You know, and, and looking at a timeline of of how he went through the year. Um it is it is seemingly uh like like you had mentioned you'd cover something in may thinking there's no way this guy is going to win and you know you talk about you know i guess you know john gotti was called the teflon don and then they called bill cruz the teflon president and uh um or was was that reagan i can't remember um uh,
1: ronald reagan
0: um so you know, Donald Trump had to be the Teflon candidate. I mean, the guy just, you know, nothing stuck. Um here 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 we go. Um, he loses um February first in Iowa Caucuses to Ted Cruz. But then on March eleventh, he wins seven of the eleven states that that do Super Tuesday. Um, right. March third, Romney comes out, Mitt Romney comes out, calls Trump a con man. And starts the wave to try to get rid of Trump from big dollar donors. By March 11th, there's protests outside his rallies in Chicago. So they cancel the rally because it's so potentially volatile. My May he wins Indiana and is the presumptive nominee. Um, so we're talking two months. Um, it goes from... Romney coming out, and two months later, he's the nominee anyway. Um, A lot of other things going on there. Um, He wins a majority of the delegates, secures his nomination by May 26th. Um, Everybody had dropped out three weeks before that, but he finally gets the delegates he needs on May 26th. June 20th, he fires Corey Lewandowski. Manafort takes over the campaign Um, July 15th. Brings along Mike Pence. Um, he accepts the nomination july twenty first. August seventeenth, he redoes his campaign again from so um Manafort for only uh two months. Uh Steve Bannon comes along and Kellyanne Conway. Um he flies to Mexico, meets with Enrique Peña Nieto. Um, September 1st uh, talks about the plans to build a wall instead, in, inste- in, instead of any other plans. Um, September, October, the debates. October 7th, the grab-them-by-the-pussy comments. Um, and a month later, he wins the presidential election. For those reasons and more, and how he just... I mean, we have one thing after another. Um, March 3rd, Romney... His campaign starts to fall apart. He fires everybody less than two months later, or three months later. Then remakes his campaign again two months after that. A month after that, they grab them by the pussy comments, and he still wins the presidency, November eighth. Um, a lot of other things in there too. I mean, we could talk about you know the other things he said. Um, how we you know complained that the lady's baby was crying. Um, you know, uh, I guess last year. In, in January, at some point, when he said, I could shoot somebody in Fifth Avenue and still be elected. Um, that's why, to me, he gets it. And that's why he's truly the Teflon president. I mean, I don't know, maybe the ceramic nonstick coating president or whatever you want to call him. I don't know. The, the, uh, I, mean,
1: I just don't. Oh, Trump is, again, Trump is a person. And he's not a smart that doesn't have the full appeal of somebody like Ronald Reagan. Or even the affability of somebody like W. Bush or the city of Bill Clinton, and that uh, voters who probably would not be receptive. Uh, we'll see in six month here. I, I, I don't. You know, I'm not going to make any predictions, but we'll see in a year whether the Teflon is still there, or
0: well, whether he kept that fire on high. And like they say, that Teflon can be toxic.
1: It absolutely can. And uh,
0: <laughs> so
1: again, we'll. We'll just see. Like it or not, he's going to be uh, the president. Uh, but again, it's not going to be with a lot of overwhelming support, or I suspect even if it's in the Republican Congress. But, you know, that's enough for me for me now on that. We'll just have to see.
0: <laughs> we will have to see. And again, I think it's going to be another one that's going to be in our top stories in 2017, whether it's good well, or bad well. or otherwise. And uh, um, Hopefully, um it's going to be some goodness, right? I mean, I think we can agree on that. We hope that uh, 2017 is probably a little bit better than 2016.
1: No doubt. May it be a better year than this one.
0: But the one good thing I think that happened in 2016 is we really took these podcasts that we do with Modern Times Magazine here kind of mainstream, started doing it on a regular basis. It, it, and, and it's yeah. been a lot of fun for me. So I want to thank you, Karen, for making a pleasant 2016 for me on this podcast side and all, and all the other things we do together
1: well thank you and to uh, you and all your colleagues and above all to all our listeners I wish them all a happy and healthy seven, 2017 and may peace and sanity prevail not only for our nation but for the world
0: you know we are growing up um, it's been our second year of driving now it's 16 instead of 17 um, uh <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Yeah. Uh, Karen, I can't agree with you more. Thanks for the time, as always. Thanks for everything in 2016, and thanks for talking about everything with me. And we look forward to doing it again in 2017. We'll probably be coming back with another John and Karen podcast near the end of January. And we're probably going to have either some music, some food talk, or maybe some sports next week. Hope you all come back and talk to us and and download our podcast next week. Thanks, everybody. Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year.